0: Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast, and your host, Matt Persima.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, December 14th, 2020. We are 11 days from Christmas Day. Can't wait to ring in the christmas celebration with everyone out there and hopefully you are having a great christmas season uh it's coming up fast less than two weeks away um i don't know about you guys but you know after my evening on saturday night of working at fedex i uh got home had a some pizza watched the usc trojans come back and beat the ucla bruins had a beverage or two and late at night i said you know what i need to do this christmas shopping now rather than later. Let's get to it. So I dove into Amazon. I dove into some of my other special online uh, shopping locations, and I did all of my Christmas shopping on Saturday night. Well, I'll say most of it, 85, 90% of it. And it was such a load off because I only got one more off day until Christmas day. So uh, that's just what needed to happen. And I'm really glad it, it did happen. As I've told you guys before, I'm a huge Christmas guy. And uh, I just love this time of year. Uh, I know it's expensive for some of us at times, spending money on other people, but that's part of what makes it great, Um, despite what my brother Sam says, what his thoughts are on Christmas. And uh, you might hear a few thoughts of Sam's on Christmas today, because he is joining us again for a sports recap show, which we've been doing on Mondays, bringing in my brother Sam. You've heard him on countless interviews on this podcast already. As someone who's kind of talked about his life and everything, but we are going to talk about a lot of the action that occurred over the weekend. uh, Saturday with college football, Sunday with the NFL action, maybe a little bit of fighting towards the end. You will hear all of it as we recorded on Sunday evening during the Buffalo Bills and Pittsburgh Steelers football game. After many of the football games had already been played. So always good hearing from my brother, Sam. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoy the conversation uh, with Sam and the interaction that uh, we put out there on Mondays. So uh, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate all of the support. We've heard from a few uh, people regarding our podcast and maybe some of the subject matter we put out there, some of the uh, questions that have been thrown around. So appreciate all of the listenership as well as uh, the people who have, uh, have, uh, you know, contributed to the show, written us in and, and said a few kind words or even just words in general, whatever the case is. Uh, I do want to say someone who wrote in, uh, didn't really write in, excuse me. They they called in. They did the voice message thing, which I've encouraged you guys to do. I've encouraged you guys to, to send us a voice message, much like a caller calling into a show. Uh, you can say your two cents, uh, ask us a question, whatever you uh, so desire. Uh, We did hear from Tracy McFate over the weekend, who is out in Las Vegas, Nevada. He responded to the interview we did on Friday with Paula De La Cruz, a really fun interview I did with my good friend Paula, who used to be a server at Clubhouse 66. She'd take care of the football referees on Friday nights as we'd come in there after a football game. And uh, we'll be looking for some cold drinks. Paula was always there, very quick on her feet to uh, get us refills and everything. And then she, she came out and be, uh, became an EMT and is now a fire dispatcher. And doing great work, giving back to the community, giving to others. She was our interview on Friday. If you have not had a chance, definitely go check out that interview. It was a lot of fun catching up with Paula. Um, she had some great insight onto her career path. Uh, what it takes to be an AMT and also uh, in uh, going forward into other areas of the first responder industry, we'll say. So, a lot of fun catching up with Paula. Hopefully, you guys have had a chance to uh, listen to that episode. But I do want to give Tracy McFate uh, his, uh, his spotlight, because he did call in, send us a voice message regarding that episode. So I do want to play, uh, what he had to say regarding the episode from last Friday, uh, with Paula De La Cruz. Here's what Tracy had to say.
1: Hey, Matt, Tracy McVeigh. Uh, just listened to your podcast today with Paula De La Cruz and really enjoyed it. Uh, Paula's customer service was uh, second to none and she always made us, uh, Uh, feel pretty good about ourselves and leaving our game checks on Friday nights there at clubhouse 66. But it was a great interview and uh, maybe you could have her on on Wednesdays. Take care.
0: Well, thank you so much, Tracy McFate, for calling in on the get home safe podcast. Always great hearing from listeners. Uh, Yeah. Paula was a real treat to talk to. Uh, We did spend our game checks there (laughs) on Friday nights at clubhouse 66. It's a good thing. We kept getting those dollar raises every year. Uh, from the schools as far as football officials go because uh, we ended up spending quite a, f- a few of those dollars at Clubhouse 66 on Friday nights, uh, giving most of it to Paula. But again, she was very good at what she did. So thank you so much, uh, Tracy, for for tuning in, giving us a call here on the Get Home Safe podcast. We hope to hear from you uh, more throughout the week or maybe uh, throughout the next few episodes uh, way out there from the the uh, freedom state that is Nevada, as uh, many of us are trying to get out of this uh, this dictatorship that is in California, but I digress. We'll move on from there. So, uh, thanks again, Tracy. Great to hear from you. And guys, again, if you haven't heard the interview on Friday, uh, with Paula De La Cruz, be sure to go back and give it a listen. Uh, a few things today, you know, I'm not going to get into too much because Sam and I have, uh, a long conversation to get to that. I want you guys to hear, uh, but I will say, you know, the whole Sarah Fuller thing, Sam and I get into that, so I won't touch too much on that right now. Um, that whole thing is a joke. It's an absolute joke. And this uh, shame on ESPN for making it the lead story once again. Congratulations, Sarah Fuller. You went two for two on extra points. Um, they bypassed a couple other kickers who ended up kicking longer field goals in that game or attempting long field goals, uh, you know, just so they could make the, the, the big news. And, and I think it really does take away from people who achieve things. When we lower the expectations of achievement, if you really think about it. Is it really achievement when you lower the bar, when you move the goalpost? no pun intended. I mean, I, I think you're taken away from people that really do achieve some truly amazing things, uh, not to get away or take too much away from Sarah Fuller. She's just doing what she can, but I think the media coverage of this whole thing is just absolutely atrocious, but I get into that with Sam. So I won't uh, bore you guys with that. Um, I do want to say I heard something regarding uh, Colin Kaepernick over the weekend or towards the end of last week, where he's got his own ice cream now, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, ben and Jerry's uh, Colin Kaepernick ice cream, non dairy, of course. Uh, throwing it out there for uh, people who are lo- looking for um, uh, to to fight social injustice when they eat they eat ice cream. I mean, uh, I find it interesting that Colin Kaepernick is so caught up in this racial injustice that he continues to push his agenda really to make money. You really think about it. I mean, the deals he's done with Nike, the whole Ben and Jerry's ice cream thing. I mean, it it just seems like he's making all this noise so that he can make money, which is pretty hilarious. If you think about it, like it's kind of get goes against the whole wokeness uh, that, that this agenda is out there now. Right. This, uh, this woke, woke and proud. Right. well, the woke capitalism which is kind of funny to think about you're being woke to make money you're speaking out on injustice can you think about think about how bad things used to be racially like racial injustice like when you know it was really bad not in 2020 I'm talking about back in the day say the 60s or so can you imagine where at that time when things were as bad as they were And people looking into the future and be like, man, I hope someday, I hope someday that uh, someone is able to make a lot of money off of speaking out on social injustice through ice cream. I don't even know if you can call it ice cream since it's non dairy, non dairy ice cream, whatever that is. Even the ice cream side of Colin Kaepernick is fake, uh, which is truly uh, atrocious. But I'm going to get into. I'm going to save this one for Bill Barnes on Wednesday because. I I think we're going to jump on this one pretty, pretty firmly. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Colin, I wonder if you'd be so outspoken about these things, Colin, if if it didn't make you so much money, you signed your big quarterback deal. Well, you weren't playing quarterback anymore. You had the big contract. You needed to look for another way to make money. And I think in, as you're sitting there in your war room uh, thinking about racism and and how horrible 2020 is, how horrible most of the country is, you thought to yourself, you know what? I should I should make a social injustice ice cream. That will solve everything. That will make everything better. Why didn't I think of this sooner? Think of all the problems we could have solved years ago if we had just come up with, a, with an end racism ice cream. I, I can't believe I didn't think about this. Oh, Colin Kaepernick, the genius that he is. You know what, guys? I'm going to put out real change. I'm going to kneel for the national anthem. Cause that'll fix things. And then I am going to have an ice cream. I'm going to have a social injustice, racial injustice, whatever the term is. I'm going to have an, an ice cream named or, or in my honor, that'll fix everything. That's the magic elixir, non-dairy racial injustice, ice cream. Oh, oh, This is outside the box thinking. I got to tell you, way to go, Colin. Way to go, man. Man, all these years and, and, you know, I don't know how much money you made off of this deal Um, or if you would have done this deal had there not been money involved. But man, way to go. Way to to change lives. Way to continue to be a positive influence. Way to go, man. Racial ice cream, get out of here. Just, just, oh, I want to unload right now. I'm trying to be a little more peaceful in some of my, my antics and actions, but I, after a few more days, of the, I might have to let loose it and maybe get after it with Bill Barnes on Wednesday. But, uh, man, guys, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Racial injustice ice cream. Stop it. Just stop it. And Ben and Jerry's, whoever you are, uh, I, I don't support your business, uh, Uh, because there's better ice cream out there, like real ice cream, not this non-dairy stuff, or whatever you're serving. Uh, But when I eat ice cream, I don't want to think about bad things. Most of us eat ice cream or go watch sports to escape things, to escape the craziness of the world. Let's say your ice cream does magically solve racism. Okay, let's say that it does. Like, shouldn't you be passing that out to everyone in the world? Shouldn't you be giving it away? Why would you charge people for that? Why would you charge people for magic ice cream? That doesn't seem right. If you have found the magic elixir, well, then why why would you charge people? That seems a little selfish. I thought this was this global or country ride uh, issue we are having. Shouldn't you just be shipping that out to everybody? Just a thought of mine. Anyway, like some of you, are, oh, Matt, you're making a joke. You're you're making light of the situation. Uh, this is a serious subject. No, you know what makes light of a serious subject, a serious situation, is by having an ice cream themed, uh, ice cream theme named named after your cause. That's what makes it a joke. Well, there's ser- you know there's situations about. Okay, fine. I'll listen to you. But not when you say, well, we have this magic ice cream that fixes everything. So if you want to be taken seriously? Maybe you shouldn't have virtue signaling ice cream. That's just my thought. Just my thought. I mean, maybe some of you have turned this show off by now. I really don't care. I don't have that many listeners anyway. But the few of you that do listen routinely, weekly, daily, uh, I appreciate it. And I and I think you know where I'm coming from. So. This this magic ice cream uh, stuff from Colin Kaepernick. I mean, first he takes a knee to ruin the whole concept of uh, you know showing patriotism and remembering people who've come before you and have uh, sacrificed so much. Uh, you you take that away, you put that in, in, and now you got ice cream, special ice cream that's going to solve all the the racial injustice that you say is out there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. If there was no one listening when you guys talked about this in your room, in the room, uh, going over this uh, potential scenario. Uh, but someone in the room should have raised their hand and been like, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea. But again, it's not about your cause. It's about money. It's about you making money, Colin. That's all that it's about. It's about you making money and trying to be relevant, trying to be a face on a cereal box, which at one time you were. And you're not anymore, and you're starved for attention more than any human being I've ever seen in my entire life. Will I? Will this magic ice cream solve some of the issues we have in the country? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. And for you to have a magic ice cream regarding some of these issues that are out there, I think that truly speaks about how uh, not as big of, a, of an issue as uh, you, you, and your. Uh, cohort cohorts would uh, try to make this out to be the fact that you have magic ice cream. That's going to fix things. Anyway, enough out of me. I'm getting to my brother, uh, Sam. It's time to chat with him, vent a little bit. Um, talk about some sports, maybe some other things that are on his mind. I know he's, uh, as excited as, as I am about Christmas, he's the exact opposite. So, uh, we were able to chat with him on Sunday night as he was, Sipping some whiskey to try to work on his sore throat and some of his uh, illness. No, he doesn't have COVID. He's just uh, fighting the December weather and trying to get through this crazy year, like all of us are. So I will take a breather. Uh, We'll take a quick break. Quick, say that five times fast. Quick break, and then we'll dive into the interview with my brother Sam Hersama as we break down all of the sports action from the weekend. Thank you for joining us today on the Get Home Safe Podcast okay we are joined once again by my brother sam hersama as we will be breaking down all of the action from the weekend college football nfl maybe even a little fighting we'll touch on all of it Uh, but first sam i gotta say welcome back to the program and i gotta say sam i know you're very excited about this only 11 more days until Christmas, uh, my brother. 11 more days. Uh, we're doing a Zoom call here on Sunday evening. We're watching the NFL, the the Pittsburgh Steelers game, and the Buffalo Bills game. Sam, I see you, you got some Christmas decorations up. You seem very festive. Uh, welcome back to the show. Merry Christmas, my brother. Yeah,
1: Merry Christmas.
0: <laughs> I, Sam, I tell didn't us. Any,
1: I, did, I didn't do any of these decorations. <laughs> that was all I, the I mean they're pretty great though. D- so t- my Yeah, I'll, I'll explain this to you. Tell us. So last week was my chick's birthday so we went to uh, Apple Country. And she nice. was very adamant about collecting twigs. These specific twigs and I was like, okay, whatever, that's cool. Do your thing. She was like, yeah, I got a project at home. And <laughs> So she has a key to my place and she was off on Tuesday that this week, this last week. And so she came over to my place early and I got home from work and I saw this light, this, this tree made out of light twigs and whiskey. It's pretty great actually. (laughs) And the funny part is like she, uh, there's little Jack Daniels bottles hanging from the actual tree. They're not actually Jack Daniels shots. She bought the bottles online. She made the Jack Daniels labels and then she poured Jack Daniels into them.
0: That is And
1: it, it ended up costing like, you know, like half of what it would have. I would have just spent the money, but whatever. <laughs> I guess she loves me
0: more. <laughs> I guess so. What a project. Yeah. When I saw it, when you sent it to us online, uh, hey guys, my Christmas tree is up. Uh, little Jack Daniels bottles. I thought those were just you bought the little shots and strung them up, and it was pretty cool. But but she went and created it. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: she spent about she spent a bottle. She spent a a bottle of Jack basically to to make this, and that was a
0: fantastic. I love it. It's a great tree. I, I must say, Sam, it's very fitting for you. Well, yeah, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna go buy a fucking tree. <laughs> Oh, as as fired up as I am for Christmas every year, guys, Sam is the exact opposite. Uh he gets through it every year. He hates spending money for, for other people. Uh, but he, he begrudgingly puts up Christmas decorations. And I love the, the Jack Daniels mini Christmas tree lights you put up. It's it's outstanding.
1: December twenty sixth. All those bottles are gonna be drink. Drunk. Drink.
0: <laughs> drink. <laughs> Dude, what you should do? Seriously. Is I don't know how many bottles are up there. You should do like a countdown thing, like one one a night, like the you know the nights leading up to Christmas or whatever.
1: It's twelve bottles, so I got to start now
0: on the twelfth day of Christmas my true love gave to me twelve <laughs> Daniels <laughs> mini bottles.
1: <laughs> Just more f- fucking whiskey. That <laughs> was pretty great. I could do, I could do a song for 12 days. I just sing about whiskey.
0: Absolutely. Five golden shots. Oh, Sam, this is very deep. We didn't rehearse any of this. This is great. Fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we'll get you in the Christmas spirit one way or another, one way or or another. You've been a great addition to this Monday segment, Sam. I like talking to you every week. Uh, I know you were kind of unavailable a few weeks ago. I'm glad you're here tonight. Uh, You said you weren't feeling great. But you do have some medication, we'll say. You got uh, a full, what, two or three glasses there of of different fluids?
1: Yeah, I have a uh, water. And uh, then I have the uh, water of life uh, whiskey with (laughs) lemon and honey. Of course. And that's my my little home remedy that usually, you know, it'll keep me going for about 45 minutes. And if I have enough of them, I'll knock out. So it's a win-win
0: beautiful beautiful well it's and
1: it's, and and no children it's not covid relax it's just, a, <laughs> it's just a little cold people still get colds okay
0: yeah absolutely and if it,
1: and if it is covid i'll put that bitch in its place
0: oh. <laughs> we'll have to hospitalize you uh in a few weeks or something uh that, that's great stuff sam you got it's, it's sweatshirt it's hoodie weather you got your hoodie on it's a uh, hoodie and whiskey weather it's a great time of year magical time whether you like christmas or not and, and yes every
1: time of year and that's what all time
0: we'll take care of your christmas decorations soon all right sam well there's plenty of storylines to get to uh there's a lot we haven't rehearsed a whole lot we just said hey let's go for it i'm gonna run a bunch of things by you we're gonna start with college football which uh mostly went down on saturday but there was a game played friday night uh that i wanted to mention to you did you happen to see uh, the score between Arizona and Arizona state in the territorial cup on Friday night, the football game.
1: I did not see that. No.
0: Arizona state beat Arizona 70 to seven, 70 to seven, Sam. Can you imagine losing to your in-state rival by 63 points? I mean, it wasn't a shocker. The very next day, their head coach, Kevin Sublin was fired. They said, Hey, uh, uh, we're Arizona. We don't have high standards with football, but we can't lose to Arizona State by 63 points. <laughs> so we're kind of Arizona. Uh, Arizona's like a second home to us. So that game's kind of cool to watch. But man, Arizona State 70 to 7 over the Wildcats. What do you make of that?
1: Well, <clears throat> even the Bible says forgive seven times, 70 times, but not when it comes to football.
0: well played sir nice reference very nice reference uh yeah i couldn't believe that score when i saw it i was like are you kidding me 70 to 7 that's brutal i don't even know if arizona state basketball scored 70 points in their games this week that's that's just crazy so kevin someone's done from there that kind of started our weekend of college football i thought i'd write it i'd uh, write it down again since we're kind of arizona uh co-natives or whatever. Um, Do you remember when we, was it two years ago we were in Williams, we were in Arizona and the ASU Arizona game was on and it was kind of cool being in that bar while uh, that game was going on because the locals were, were really digging it and it was like a last second field goal or something.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We were at the uh, um, John's place, um, Wild West Junction.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was awesome. 70 points. I can't. Arizona State scored 21 in the first, 21 in the second, 21 in the third, and then just kind of coasted with only seven points in the fourth. So that's unbelievable, man. <laughs> that is just unbelievable. Uh, Sun Devils, huge. That's one of the biggest lopsided wins I've ever seen in a rivalry game. Uh, anyway, we, uh, we move forward, Sam. Now, I, I want to get you while you're still semi-sober with this topic. This is a very serious topic. Um, Sarah Fuller, the kicker for Vanderbilt University. Great Um, ass. (laughs) Okay, we're off to a good start. I was going to say how truly inspiring uh, her performance was on Saturday with two, not one, but two extra points kicked. Even though Vanderbilt had another kicker on the team, a guy who made a 39-yard field goal and also attempted a 50-plus-yard field goal, Yet they put it, they saved Sarah. They saved her for the two extra points that were needed. Uh, Vanderbilt got killed, but they did score two touchdowns and they saved Sarah for those 20-yard extra points. Uh, how inspired are you that, that she was just there for the team? She was able to kick those 20-yard extra points. Not available for further field goals, but she was available to, for those uh, those big extra points. As the first woman to score points, in a uh, power five football game. What are your thoughts on the just powerful moving story from Sarah Fuller on Saturday?
1: Okay. Uh, All right. Congratulations to her, whatever. Like it's, you know, she made some extra points, whatever, but I'm going to take you back a little bit. I'm going to go back to junior year of high school at Rohando prep. Uh, Coach Mark Carson came up with this scheme to, on every Wednesday night, he came up with a scheme to be like, okay, we could find a way to beat him and not have to run at the end of practice. So he would, he would be like, choose your five heroes. And he wouldn't tell us what it was, but he would say, choose your five heroes. I was never chosen because I was almost 300 pounds, but we chose our people. And one of those weeks it was an extra point. It was five, five players kicking an extra point. Okay. We chose wide receivers. We chose, uh, quarterbacks. We chose running backs. uh, I think we chose one lineman. Uh, and Mr. Uh, coach Mark Carson said, if you make all five, you don't have to run today. Okay. And you know what happened? We made all five.
0: <laughs> How, wait a minute. Having never practiced, having mm-hmm. never rehearsed, ha- not even knowing, because sometimes not knowing that you're going to be required to perform something is enough of a mental, mental uh, mind game. You guys went five non-kickers, five guys who probably haven't kicked a football in years, went up there under pressure, and five different guys went five for five, including linemen. Yep.
1: Yeah, I believe it was uh, Carlos Ortega. Ortega was one of them. Wow. Yeah, so that was our lineman. Yeah. And, but, so when anybody kicks an extra point, you know, it's it's in the game. It's game time situation, whatever. But we really didn't want to run that day. <laughs> so it was, the pressure was on to begin with. Oh, yeah. I I don't really care what she did when she kicked an extra point. Like, congrats to her, whatever. But can we like at least can we move on from it now?
0: Oh, please, yes. I I knew with the kickoff last week, the the you know the blistering squib kick uh, that allegedly was on purpose, um, that this story wasn't going to end. She courageously kicked two extra points in the Tennessee versus Vanderbilt game, a big rivalry game in the state of Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee won the game, forty-two to seventeen, and wouldn't you know it, it again led SportsCenter. SportsCenter just claiming what a miraculous achievement this is. You know, Sam, my thing is with I I don't care man, woman, child, who, whatever, best person for the job. That's what I believe. You're you're in corporate. I mean, maybe that's not the case there, but that's the theory, right? So, and, and there's this big preach these days for equality, 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 right? We want same standards, same this, same that. This is something I saw today. Okay, I don't care how much Sarah Fuller weighs. I could care less. But if you look it up right now, if you look up Vanderbilt football roster and you look at the players, they all have their number, their, their, uh, their jersey number, their name, maybe where they're from. They have their height and their weight. Guess what? Sarah Fuller is the only person on the 100-man roster. Yes, most of them are men, so I can say 100-man, that doesn't have their weight listed. Now again, I don't care what she weighs, and I know it's a sensitive issue with women. But you got offensive linemen on there who are way above three hundred pounds; their weight's on there. And apparently, this is all on her actions. This doesn't have to do with her gender or anything. Yet they leave her weight off of there. I'm actually surprised they didn't just remove all the hundred got hundred players on there. They didn't remove their weight listed instead of just they they removed her weight from the. Re- I thought she was one of the team, Sam. Everyone else on the team has their weight listed. Come on, am I am I being a lunatic here? Am I am I being extreme, or am I just asking why isn't everyone treated fairly?
1: Well, it's, it's just promoting the stereotype, you know, and you know no, whatever. But you know, <laughs> I I I want I want my spot on ESPN. If we're going with stereotypes, I want my spot on ESPN when I cook my girl dinner. So that's traditionally supposed to be, you know, like a, a quote unquote wife thing or girlfriend thing. So when I cook dinner, I, I would like, I would like a little spotlight on ESPN. Yeah. Look at Dude. how he sautés those onions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a man couldn't do that. Oh, that Typically women do that, but a man, oh my goodness, this is outside the box. Sam, I'm going to put your name in for an ESPY. I will. I'll, I'll put it out there as, uh, you know, uh, since you were able to perform You were the first man to saute onions or whatever. You know, it's just ridiculous. I'm so tired of this crap.
1: I won't get it unless I change my gender.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so tired of like it being shoved down our throats. Okay, she's a female kicker. She's on the team. Cool. She kicked an extra point. Stop leading it in SportsCenter like it's Jackie Robinson. You know, overcoming... Uh, all this adversity and everything. Stop pretending like this is some amazing milestone. Like, oh, if women are just given a chance, she's not the best kicker on the team. Yet they're they're making this out to be this heroic achievement. It's making me sick that it's coming from an SEC school. If you can count Vanderbilt as an SEC school, uh, it, it's an absolute joke. And if they didn't put in another kicker for the other two, you know, field goals then you could almost be like, all right, well, this is what they got. But they, are, they got an agenda here. Isn't this a publicity stunt? It is. It, you know,
1: it'll be over in the next week or two. Unless, you know, uh, unless she can actually kick a 50-yard field goal, I would be impressed. I mean, 100%. What if-
0: Oh, yeah, Oh, back, Beth, back her. I mean, what if there's a false start and she has to kick a 25-yard extra point? I mean, do you bring in, you know, you go out to the mound and bring in a new kicker? I mean, do you go to the bullpen if there's a false start and you have to <laughs> kick a 25-yard extra point? I don't know where this ends. I don't know if there's seasons <laughs> over or not, but, I mean, come on.
1: Just for fun. Literally just for fun. I want to see them run a fake kick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and don't tell her. <laughs> Don't tell her yeah. just hike it back there. And she's going to be like, what? <laughs> what, was this? It's like, Hey, we're going for two points. We don't score many points. We're going to go for two. <laughs> you,
1: you barely make one. We're going to, we're going to go for two instead.
0: Oh, Sarah Fuller. It just, I found that hilarious when I heard that. I was like, wait a minute, this is equality. Why isn't uh, her, her weight listed? I'm like, you know what? That's a very good question. Why isn't it listed? You know what you want it, you, you know, this equality and everything. I just, I don't know. I don't care what Sarah Fuller's weight is, but I'm tired of her being treated uh, like a goddess because she, she got up there and kicked a football. One of our favorite movies, Sam is unnecessary roughness and Kathy Ireland. To me, that's the first woman to play uh, college football. I know it was a movie, but she got up there. She, she's hot as hell. And, and she kicked that uh, that field goal to the Texas state Armadillos so that they tied uh, who was it? Kansas. And then they ended up beating their rival in the last game. I mean, Kathy Ireland, I know she was a soccer player, too, and it was a movie. Great movie. Great film. I I think it was foreshadowing all of this. And to me, she's a better kicker than Sarah Fuller. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think she should be in the uh,
0: Football
1: Hall of Fame. Absolutely.
0: College Football Hall of Fame, Fame, absolutely. Give her a special plaque uh, because that's how big of a joke all this is. I almost consider an actress to be the first (laughs) woman in to be playing college football over the person who actually did it because they tried so hard to make it happen. I mean, and that's the other thing. I know Sarah Fuller isn't special needs and quite honestly, some of this isn't her fault. She's just doing what she's told type of thing. She's contributing where she can, but they're treating this thing like a special needs situation. Like those, I have a, you know, make a wish situations where, where guys are, you know, uh mentally challenged or something and, and running for a touchdown in a in a game or something. I mean, those are cool moments and they're treating this situation almost like that. It's kind of sad in that regard that they're they're taking away not only from, you know, Sarah Fuller playing the game, but they're also taking away from those other situations, I think, because she's not she's not mentally challenged or anything. She's not anything like that. But it's to me, it's the coverage, the media coverage of this whole thing is nonsense. Am I overreacting?
1: No, you're dead on. It's, it's not on her. I, I don't know what she had to say about anything. I heard she had a little halftime speech or whatever. But, you know, yeah, you, you kick a ball, like that's great. I think about you, like I do any kicker, really that can <laughs> kick twenty yards. Uh, but the, the coverage of it all is just—it's ridiculous. It's like if I got out there, nobody would care.
0: Yeah, this is I Sam Hurst.
1: Nobody, <laughs> nobody would give a flying fuck.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's trying to make headlines when it's like there's really not that much to write about. Anyway, we, we spent enough time on her. Let's talk about some other games from Saturday. Uh, the big rivalry game, Sam. I think it's the best rivalry in all of sports. Army versus Navy. Uh, it was actually played uh, outside of Uh, of, um, excuse me, it was played in West Point this year. It's usually played in Philadelphia or New York City, or excuse me, New Jersey. Um, But because of COVID, uh, they had to play this game uh, on site at West Point at Mitchie Stadium. Uh, The Army, Black Knights, beat the Navy Midshipmen 15 to nothing. And you ended up texting me on Saturday regarding the game, something that, a stat line that you saw and you absolutely loved. What was it?
1: Eight total passes? Was it eight?
0: Uh I'm looking at the stats here. It says one quarterback was one of three and the other guy was one of one. <laughs> so maybe it was four. But maybe
1: there was there was a second quarterback. There was a second quarterback who threw also.
0: Okay, here we go. Here we go. Navy threw seven passes and army threw one. <laughs> so eight. Yeah. You're right.
1: Eight eight total passes. <laughs> I I absolutely <laughs> love that. Just you know, speaking as a lineman. Yeah. We love to run block, you know, pass blocking is like, you're, you're almost like you're, you're running away from the defender and it's cool. You do your job, whatever it's, it's necessary. But when you get to run block when you get to go straight forward and just punch the defender in the mouth, that's what the army Navy game is. It's great. It's, it's just, it's just smash mouth football. It's, it's fun to watch, man.
0: I agree. I agree. It's like a two hour game too. Cause it's super fast, but like, <laughs> I mean, you were alignment, Sam, both teams run that triple option, you know, in the eighties and everything that was like what everybody did. Not many teams do it anymore. Um, I think it's very fitting for the service academies because it's all about execution. Your linemen are a little smaller. You have to cut block and everything, but what what would you have thought of, of running an offense like that and being a lineman, knowing that you got to be out in the perimeter, you got to be athletic, you got to be, you know, getting to the second level uh, and blocking in an option offense. How fun would that have been for you?
1: It would have been very fun. It, it, in high school, I may not have been able to do it, as well as i wanted to um but i don't know man i think i just think it's i think it would it would be fun to actually do like as as a lineman you get to basically your assignment is protect but run and go kill people yeah that's what it is
0: you leave some people unblocked. you leave some people unblocked on purpose because they have to defend the option aspect of it do you take the dive do you take the quarterback do you take the pitch man and for me when i was playing defense i was always like well, I want the quarterback running, so let's always take away the pitch man and make this into a double option. Like, plus we want to put hits on the quarterback. And I know these guys at the service academies are very different guys, type of type of players. I mean, a lot of them go into the NFL maybe or, or play somewhere else in their wide receivers or running backs. But I mean, the the triple option, I think it's cool, especially in today's age where it's spread everything out, throw fifty times a game. I love the rushing attack and, and fifteen to nothing. Uh, I don't know what the weather was like, but man, what a concept running the ball like that. Uh, Very cool stuff. I I love that text I got from you on Saturday. Uh, Just like, man, eight passes. That was a great football game. Because you remember last year, Sam, we were in Dallas for the Army-Navy game. We watched it online or um, at our buddy's house. And uh, another fun Saturday there. But Army-Navy, man, isn't that one of the absolute best rivalries in sports? as sam refills his glass here with an up close personal my,
1: my apologies
0: <laughs> no 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 don't be sorry fuel up fuel up we got a long show ahead
1: the first one didn't do the job i got to i got to make another
0: one <laughs> we had a zoom in of sam's uh, of sam's bottle there uh, now a <laughs> little water to even it out that a boy uh but sam isn't isn't the army navy game truly remarkable isn't it just incredibly special just I can't think of a better rivalry in sports. I really can't. Mm, No, not really. It's, I, it's just
1: a, it's not the best teams in the world, you know, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. It's just, and it's um, actually the funny part is like the, what the reason they're running, they're running is like, it's almost, it's almost like a, our military. It's almost like it's it it uh. What's the damn word? It's it symbolizes <clears throat> unity.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that
1: because it, it requires everybody to know their fucking role, yeah. and execute. Hmm. So, no, that's, that's why I like that game.
0: Oh, it's it's so fun, and and I love seeing the alma maters after the game. Um, the, you know, the, who sings first? Who sings second? It's just really special stuff. You're upside down on camera there, Sam. Flip me around, will you? I feel like I'm I'm talking to you upside down. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you got me caught up in the option offense. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's really it's amazing. It was fun talking to Maynard Bajorquez, who's a West Point graduate. Talking to him about it and what the rivalry is like. I don't think there's anything better. There's some great interstate rivalries, some great inner city rivalries, but man, Army Navy. I mean. It's, That says it all because all of these people eventually go on to be on the same team, right? To serve in the military, serve the United States. But for one day a year when it's army versus Navy, it's uh, it's truly special.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of the, it's one of the most fun football games to watch throughout the year.
0: Well, Sam, let me ask you this. Um, Okay. University of Miami. One of the famous names right in, in college football, one of the you know, premier programs, maybe not right now, uh, this weekend, they went into a game against North Carolina. They were 8-1, uh, facing a, a team in North Carolina that was 7-3. and three. And you think of Miami, okay, you think of Flash, you think of tradition, national championships, toughness, right? We just talked about a rushing attack from Army and Navy and how it's all about run the ball, run the ball three, four yards here, three, four yards there, run the ball, run the ball. I saw this stat and I could not believe it. And then I couldn't believe who it was against. I could not believe that the university of Miami gave up this many yards rushing on Saturday to North Carolina. I'm going to let you, don't look it up. I'm going to let you guess how many yards Miami gave up on the ground against North Carolina on Saturday.
1: 350? Higher. 450? Higher. Holy
0: shit. (laughs) I haven't seen a number like this before on the rushing side of things.
1: 500? Higher.
0: Oh, shit.
1: 550?
0: Higher. (laughs) 600? 600? North Carolina rushed for 554 yards over the U, over the University of Miami. Who I'm sure some of the alums were like, "Hey, Miami's back! Hey, they're eight and one! Yeah, top ten team." You, they gave up 554 rushing yards to Miami to, to North Carolina. I, I I could not believe that, and I don't. Th- you talked about rushing the football recently with Army Navy. I don't think there's anything. That's more of a slap in the face to a program than someone running the ball all over you and you can't stop them. You know, what's coming. I don't think of North Carolina as some like hotbed for running backs or something, offensive line play. They ran for 554 yards. The defensive coordinator should be fired yesterday, yesterday, whoever he is. Can you believe a defense Sam gave up 554 yards rushing? That is completely unacceptable.
1: Did Michael Jordan come back to run the football or what? <laughs> I
0: guess so. Oh, <laughs> shit, five hundred fifty-four yards.
1: No, <laughs> I, I. Maybe they should call up uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and get him back on linebacker or whatever.
0: Oh, and I'll tell you this: Jesus. two guys, Sam, two guys, had most of those yards. One one guy rushed for three hundred eight yards. And another back had 236. I mean, I, <laughs> Michael Carter had 308 yards. And his counterpart, <laughs> J- Javante Williams had 236. I mean, I, I'm just stunned here by this. I saw the numbers. I went, this has to be a typo. This is unbelievable.
1: Oh, man. That's crazy, man. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about the game, but. You don't have
0: to. You don't have to. Great. North Carolina handed the ball off and, and Miami just, just bent over and took it like the hurricanes, miss the hurricane. Oh, the, you all this is big and bad. And you give up 62 points to a basketball school and 554 yards. I might add, I'm just in shock because I think you just talked about punching people in the mouth. Uh, the Tar Heels, the, tar, the light blue Tar Heel football program, took the sacred Miami hurricane football program. They not only punched him in the mouth, they picked him up off the ground. They punched him again. They beat him to death, Kneed him in the gut. I mean, that, that is, that is stunning to me that a football program would take a beating like that on the, on the ground. I I would expect it from someone like Boston college or, or I don't know, Washington state or something, but Miami, the university of Miami, you gotta be sick. I mean, that's, that is so Oh, I'm at a loss for words. I'll move on. But, Sam, I mean, no football team should give up 500-plus yards rushing.
1: That's police brutality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw that. I just went – you talk about offensive linemen. I bet they had a great time on Saturday. And I bet and I bet you they ate well Saturday night as well.
1: Bet your ass ate, right? <laughs> If anybody was like Landon, Landon gave me his, the biggest stake um, claim jumper had to offer, that those running backs needed to feed those linemen.
0: Oh, man. Those guys, it's Sunday night. Those guys are still probably eating after, after all those yards and football. I couldn't believe that. I said, un- unbelievable. So, uh, I know you You're didn't welcome. see it. I haven't seen any highlights really, but I'm like 554 yards rushing. That's total offense. Offense for a lot of teams, usually it's that's unbelievable. Anyway, uh, Sam, let's get to another big game. Uh, Florida, Florida lost. They were in the hunt for you know they're going to play Alabama in the SEC championship game next weekend. Uh, Florida was kind of hoping and playing and you know for a shot at the college football playoff, and they lost a, a, a game on Saturday night to LSU. LSU's having a tough season, kind of rebounding from a great year last year. LSU was 23 and a half point favorites. Um, I don't know if you saw the ending to this game, uh, LSU-Florida, but it it was one of the most selfish things I've ever seen in a football game. Did you happen to see the end of the uh, LSU-Florida game? No, I did not. Okay, so let me paint a picture for you. Tie game, and uh, tie game 34-34 with uh, a, a minute left to play, give or take. Uh, it's a foggy game at in the swamp. Uh, the number six Gators are, uh, you know, trying to. They're playing defense, and they get a stop. They get a stop um, over LSU, who got who came up short on third down. All right. Uh, after the play, maybe it wasn't a minute left. It was like two fifty one, I think. Two anyway. It was towards the end of the game. At after the play. A a player from Florida, I think he got caught up uh, tackling the guy, and he ended up with the LSU player's shoe. Okay, not making this. I know it sounds weird. He has the shoe. He takes the shoe after the play, after he tackles the the LSU player. He gets up and he launches the shoe about twenty yards. I did see this. Yeah, he launches. So rightfully so, unsportsmanlike conduct. on the Florida player you can't take an opponent's shoe and chuck it chuck, chuck it 20 yards down the field If the officials got it you know called it got it right and uh <laughs> unless you got a first down and then eventually ended up kicking the game winning field goal now Florida got a shot to tie it uh but this player uh for for, <laughs> for he grabbed I know it's an emotional game all right that's always the argument with people is oh it's emotional things happen but this player, I, I, wrote his, I wrote his name down, and now, and now it's uh, crossed off my list here. Uh, his name was Marcus. Um, anyway, he chucks the shoe, Sam. He chucks it after a third down stop. Maybe it was an emotional situation, but that can't happen. That's incredibly selfish to me. Unspo- and, and 100% an unsportsmanlike conduct fell. What are your thoughts on what happened?
1: Well, you're talking about the same school that had Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> like, come on they also had tim tebow so like you know that would even it out but
0: yeah no, don't be stupid don't be stupid you know? don't be stupid i mean i saw it and i went oh you're an idiot and i was like that's selfish you should have your scholarship revoked. you should not ever attend college again you're the dumbest human on the on the planet and I feel bad for coaches when stuff like that happens, but ultimately it does fall on them. Um, that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, just, I couldn't believe that. I was, when stuff like that happens, a lot of times I don't, I don't have a dog in the, in the race, right? A lot of times I'm just like, oh, this should be a good game. When stuff like that happens, I, I want the, play, the team who did that to lose. Okay? I, Marco, uh, Marco Wilson was his name um when when he does something like that i have no sympathy for him i want teams who do stupid things to lose because i hope the other 99 guys in that locker room are like dude we just lost this game cuz of you
1: why not just <laughs> i really don't have anything to say about that it's <laughs> it's just it's just stupid you know i i can't you know the worst thing that I ever did as a player was we were playing Linfield junior year, I remember this. and I went to I went I was running in to do a last second block and you know the guy decked me. The Linfield they were big motherfuckers, it's just they just were. So even when I was coming in and actually do a hit, it actually like take somebody out, like they took me out. And so they were, I got up, I got up. They were just like, Oh, I think I was 75 at the time. 75 didn't like that very much. Did he? And I got up and I pointed the scoreboard. (laughs) I just pointed the scoreboard. I was just like, I didn't say shit. And the ref didn't like that. And so I just like, I stopped doing it. I was just like, my bad. You know, and then I think John Collins came over. He was, he was like, he was just like, Sam, you need to stop doing this right now. It's like, okay, okay, <laughs> everybody relax.
0: I have got settle down.
1: Know, know your fucking role, you know? Yeah.
0: No, that's true. I, I, It's absolutely true. I mean, where do you stand, Sam? Because football is this emotional game, right? And and people will commentate and be like, oh, well, it was just fired up. It was just an emotional play. He didn't mean anything by that. But I think so much of football, especially is taking those emotions, controlling that passion, controlling that anger, controlling that rage, that com- competitiveness. That's what makes football great. You can't do some of the things you do on a football field in life, right? And and so you have to be able to control yourself. You can't just go take a guy's head off or whatever. And you certainly can't take a guy's shoe and chuck it 20 yards. because. Uh, and some people are, well, that shouldn't be a penalty. Well, what, what should it be then? Because Because what's to stop other guys from doing it? So where do you stand between playing loose, playing – You know, with enthusiasm and kind of uh, playing with just wild, wild uh, over excitement type of thing. What's kind of where you draw the line on that stuff? Like, what what is the what is the fine line of being excited versus being an idiot?
1: If you're showboating, you're being an idiot. If you're doing something blatant, you're being an idiot. There, Mm -hmm. there were there were times when. There were, there were times when, you know, I was hitting, I was hitting the back yeah. specifically to get a rise out of me. I got up, I got up, I looked back, and, and I think it was Vasquez, actually. Um, but I got up, I looked back, and I, I, like, I stopped myself. You know, I was just like, all right, it's not about me.
0: That, I think that's a good but way that, to sum it up. It, it, anything you do that is about you. Look at the great play I just made. Look at what I just did. But when it's, when it's more, hey, look what we did. Look what we did, guys. Like, I think that to me is the fine line. If you, if you celebrate your team instead of you, you're probably not going to get too many penalties. Uh, that, I mean, that's just an observation. So uh, one final college football topic we have to talk about. The Crosstown Showdown, the game that happened at the Rose Bowl in, in Los Angeles or in the Pasadena, excuse me, but uh, in the Los Angeles area. USC and UCLA, Sam. I have to tell you, I, ha- I want to congratulate oh. UCLA. I don't know if they'll hang a banner for this or not, but um, they they were victorious three quarters. I don't know if there's a three fourths W banner they can hang or whatever, uh, but UCLA pretty much dominated for at least two and a half quarters, and USC with a huge comeback uh, knocks off the Bruins uh, in the battle for Los Angeles, forty three to thirty nine. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Anytime those two teams play, I don't care what the records are, it's quite a game. And uh, it was full of excitement on Saturday night with the Trojan victory. What do you think?
1: I watched it for entertainment. But Mm -hmm. in all honesty, I really – it's the Pac-12. I don't give a shit. (laughs) It's all in good fun, but like –
0: It's hard to get fired up.
1: Yeah, nothing matters for them. They shouldn't be – it shouldn't be considered for anything after that. I don't know if USC is, but, you know, Clay Helton, like, you know, for the lack of a better term, held his own. Uh, I'm glad that they actually kept – that USC actually kept him. But, you know, I, I do like, – I don't, I, I don't really care what you think, but, but I like fighting afterwards. <laughs> I, no, the I, fun- like, I like seeing the fighting after the game. It's fun.
0: So let me. So UCLA has an opportunity to prove their point for three and a half hours. Then the game ends. And yeah, maybe the SC guys are talking smack. And, you know, there's something to be said for that. If you win the game, hey, you get to talk all you want, in my opinion. Um, now UCLA wants to be tough. Now they want to step forward and be like, hey, hey, man, we're not taking that disrespect. Now you want to be tough guys. You had three and a half hours to be tough guys. The game ends. And now you want to try to make a scene in a tough guy contest. Stop it. Just stop it. Come on. That's what football is for. Oh, but, but they can't play football. So maybe, maybe to your point, uh, that's why they try to do the tough guy thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's realistically, it's suck a dick. You lost. (laughs) What do you, what do you have to say?
0: (laughs) You have nothing to say. Nothing. Well, uh, Well, let's come over here. It's like, dude, we just beat you like will come player, over here so I,
1: come come over here so I can beat your ass no we just beat you
0: yeah. you see those bright lights up there you see those numbers that that means we just yeah not me not we as, as in I'm a player but like and as a player talking
1: we, we like as a as a player i'm just like we just beat you by the way merry christmas <laughs>
0: I, my thoughts on sc like they're going to play in the pac-12 championship game whatever that means whoever you know this five six game season i don't think uh usc pac-12 or big 10 should have a shot in the playoff or they should have to play each other first to see who gets in the playoff because these teams playing five or six games or whatever it is you don't deserve to be in the in the mix with you know these teams that played nine and ten games come on clemson notre dame alabama and they've proven themselves they've played a uh, a pretty much a, a lengthy season. Ohio State and SC came in and played for two weeks, it seems like. You shouldn't get a shot in the playoff.
1: No, you should. they should grade on a curve.
0: Oh, I like it's,
1: that. It, it's based on how many games you played.
0: I like that a lot. No, absolutely. Grade on a curve. That's, that's well said, Sam. You, you come up with some good ones every now and then. Oh,
1: I'm only when I'm drunk.
0: <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> All right. Enough of this college talk, Sam. Let's let's get into some of the action from Sunday. And currently we're watching the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Looks like the Steelers just scored. We got a little snow flurries in Buffalo. I think it's it's awesome that uh the Bills and the and the Steelers are playing a relevant game in December. Pretty awesome stuff. Two of the best teams in the AFC, so we'll keep our eyes on it. Uh, But Sam, some of the action from Sunday, our Rams did not play on Sunday, but we can go back to the Thursday game if you wish. Uh, The Rams, for all intents and purposes, dominated the New England Patriots. Um, The Rams left a lot of points out there on offense, but I thought the defense overall played great. I don't want to praise him too much because Cam Newton is kind of a joke at quarterback. Uh, What were your thoughts from the Rams win on Thursday night football?
1: All about defense, man. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the offense, you know, I did like it. Like like we talked about earlier, they had they have a big run game. Acres went off, and I'm so happy for him. But that's the. That's the uh. What, what's the word? That's the good part about having a. A three a quote-unquote three-headed monster like they're they're gonna have their big games one of those three running backs is gonna have their their big games right for the most part it, it was the defense it what else is there to say really i aaron mean wh- donald aaron donald had one one or two sacks right
0: yeah yeah you know what impressed me most about aaron donald and Jalen ramsey is on that pick six Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald are two of the highest paid defensive players in the NFL, definitely at their position. And who are the two guys sprinting down the field to lead, lead the way for this pick six this potential um, interception for a touchdown, making sure everybody was blocked, just totally hustling on the play. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Those are not plays that are going to show up in the stat sheet, but two of the best players at their position hustling down, the enthusiasm, the energy. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I lost my mind when I saw that play. And I didn't watch the game until like midnight that night. Uh, But to see those two guys hustling the way they did, I think that speaks volumes to not only the character of them, but also the camaraderie of that team. I don't think other defensive players would have necessarily done that, at least to that high a level. Do you remember the play specifically?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember Ramsey there.
0: It's it's all – it's a we, not me, you know? Amen. Amen, sir. We, not me. Oh, and then Josh Allen just fumbled. Oh, you mean the guy who's a little reckless with the ball? Ah, the, this high praise. He's an interception and a fumble tonight. Interesting. In,
1: in, in all honesty, I like Josh Allen. but I do, too. You know, I, up, I was actually going to put him in my MVP vote, vote until –
0: Well, he's playing a team across the way that, you know, they're wearing uh, white on the road tonight, but that, that black and yellow team, you know, they they know how to play a little defense over there in Pittsburgh, no matter what the year is really. So I I think he's really up against a pretty good defense. So, uh, I mean, the Steelers, Sam, they're, they're human. They finally lost a game yet. They're still the best team in the AFC on paper. And their offense has struggled. It's very dependent on Ben, but they can still play defense, man. I, I, I know Dick LeBeau no longer there, but man, it still seems like they just got that. They, they, they play defense just with that logo on their helmet, you know?
1: It's the prerequisite yeah. <laughs> to, be in, to be in Pittsburgh. It's a, definitely a
0: prerequisite. Uh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Who's your favorite Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh defender? as uh, in your lifetime
0: of all time off the bat i want to say paul amalu um but man kevin green because because he was an ex-ram uh but paul amalu was just so reckless like he he was just like jumping over piles He's a usc guy he was fun to watch um joey porter was (laughs) was something to watch too um who's the guy james harrison oh my goodness that guy still looks like he could play
1: No, I'm scared to death of him still, (laughs) and that's my favorite, James Harrison. Like he, he, (laughs) people forget, like that dude would get penalties for just decking the quarterback, and he was, he was, he he was taken out of games for that. Yeah, and I loved it.
0: It was great. No, Sam, you brought up the MVP. Um, You know, we got a question from Kevin Scarpio about, uh, hey, when you and Sam talk, who are some of the people? Uh, that, that you see as potential MVP uh, candidates. This is week 14. Every team's played 13 games now. There's only, only a few weeks left in the season. I mean, what's kind of your short list for MVP? I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes are naturally going to be up there. Uh, Russell Wilson at some point in the season was doing pretty well. Uh, they've kind of fallen off a little bit, but who are some of the people you see as MVP candidates and how would you rank them?
1: Mahomes, if it ends, if it ends right now, Mahomes is MVP.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Rogers is a close second, but uh people are sleeping on Derrick Henry.
0: Oh yeah, good one. Very good one.
1: Yeah. It, I, I mean, that team is nothing without him, realistically.
0: You're right. You're absolutely and, and that brings up a good point. Like, is this just a quarterback award or is it who is the most valuable? I could make an argument that Aaron Donald is the most valuable. uh, But again, so much of the play in the NFL these days is based around the quarterback. It's either having a great quarterback or getting to the quarterback. And that's why so many MVP awards have gone to quarterbacks, but you are absolutely right about Derrick Henry. If you take him away from the Titans, now you could say, Oh, you take any quarterback away from their team, they're going to suffer. But, how much do they suffer? How is his value? Does the value of that person, you know, make or break a team and, and make not just the team itself, but their record. Uh Derrick Henry, very good on uh, any other names out there. I, I, They're, they probably won't get it, but are kind of dark horses.
1: Uh, <clears throat> Josh Allen was actually on my list,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know, he's kind of like, He's doing that late-season that late slump. So I don't know. I, at that point, I don't know.
0: It's, it's crazy to me that the Buffalo Bills are uh, among the elite in the league in 2020. I know it's a crazy year, uh, but for as bad as they've been, it's almost like we're back to the early 90s. They haven't been to a Super Bowl yet, let alone four. But the Buffalo Bills, I, I just – I like their fan base. I like, I hear cities sometimes and I'm like, yeah, that Buffalo, Buffalo is a football town. They should be good. Right. And um, as far as MVP, uh, I don't know if I'd put him there yet, but I could see Josh Allen in a couple of years being in the mix for MVP. Uh, he's a runner, which is something I don't love, but he's a bigger guy. He's almost like now I know we saw Cam Newton play terrible on Thursday, but he's almost like Cam Newton in his prime. Do you think that's a fair comparison? No,
1: I compare him to Ben. The
0: more he's it's Big, Big ben. ben? No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Uh,
1: well, another MVP candidate, and I think he actually is a sleeper, but he he could rise to the top of the league, is uh, Baker Mayfield.
0: Oh, would you <laughs> stop? I knew this would come. Um, well, he's playing last year's MVP, Lamar Jackson on Monday Night Football, that should be a heck of a game. I got to say, that's probably the biggest. Anytime you have a decent game, it's the biggest game in Cleveland history or whatever. But I do think Monday Night Football, Baltimore's coming to town, the defending AFC North champ, the defending MVP, um, the old Browns, if you will, you know, taking on the new Browns. I think there's a lot of drama, a lot of storylines there. I think this really is one of the biggest games in Cleveland Browns history at least recently
1: I agree Yeah, it's it's gonna be a really fun game to watch I can't wait I cannot wait to watch that but AFC North football like it's anytime you see any divisional game you never know what you're gonna get it's always (laughs) it's always fun
0: (laughs) you're right man you're right I, I love that we got the Steelers tonight uh we're watching it and we got uh, the, the Browns and Ravens on Monday night. What a great way to end the week, uh, the week of football, that is. And start a new week, start a new work week and everything. Um, l- let me ask you this, Sam. Um, first of all, the 49ers go to Washington, or no, they hosted Washington, excuse me, and they lose uh, to the Washington Redskins. Um, doesn't break my heart by any means. I know the, I know the Niners have beaten the Rams twice. All right, but it doesn't break my heart that the Niners are struggling this year. I know their quarterback's Nate Mullins, uh, but I, oh, man, life is just better when the 49ers lose, I, at least for you and me. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that team so much.
1: No, it's the- no, I, I won't get into spe- specifics there because the only thing I have to say about the 49ers is it's going to be negative. It's going to be derogatory. And then okay. I have nothing – I have absolutely nothing to say about them.
0: Uh, well, the other big news, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles ended their four-game losing streak. They started Jalen Hurts, and they beat the New Orleans Saints uh, in Philly. And it wasn't with a Drew Brees-led uh, attack or anything, but New Orleans has been uh, firing on all cylinders. And starting Jalen Hurts, the Eagles were able to get a victory. They improved to 4-8-1, and one, still not out of the playoff chase by any means. Um, man, w- what do you make of, of uh, Jalen Hurts getting the start and then coming away with a victory? It didn't just look like he played pretty well. It seemed like the rest of the team played well. Is there, anything, is there anything to that with a new quarterback coming in? Do you think that just kind of inspires other guys to play better? I mean, what, what do you make of that? I mean, and Jalen Hurts, the football player.
1: Well, actually, Jalen Hurts, something we talked about, you know, you, you were kind of like he wasn't much of a runner, right? Yeah, he really wasn't. He ran, he ran for over 100 yards. Of course. Yeah did his thing man it was just like it's a system man i i honestly the eagles are a joke but i'm i'm happy for him
0: give him a shot and and now now that said though sam i mean what do you make of Carson Wentz because he seems like a pretty decent guy he's got his big contract he's gonna play football somewhere right they can't they can't if they get rid of him in Philly he's gonna land somewhere I mean do you think Carson Wentz is done or Uh, Maybe just going through a rough time right now. Mm -hmm.
1: It depends on the next few weeks. Yeah. So I, I I don't think he's done. I think he's going to be suiting up in an Eagles uniform next year, but who knows, man.
0: Who knows? Yeah, no, I hear you there. Uh, Well, a few other scores. We'll just kind of, kind of run down. Uh, the Cowboys probably too little, too late, but they crush the. Ba- how bad are the Bengals if uh, the uh, Cowboys go in there and beat them thirty to seven? Uh, the Bears come out of nowhere and, and again really show how bad the Texans are. the The Bears beat the Texans thirty six to seven. I mean, I think, I think the Texans' job, like as a head coaching job, I think that's a that's an attractive place, isn't it? Not just for the state uh, income tax. But but also they have a quarterback, they have a pass rusher, they have it's a tough division, but but what division isn't? So don't you think the Houston Texan job is pretty attractive for a head coaching candidate?
1: Why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, people obviously keep you around for a while. So (laughs) and you know, you can build on that team. I don't I don't I haven't I, I will not rule that team out.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you there. I agree with you. I think I think they got one little run in them. They're, they're running out of time. J.J. Watt's getting older, but yeah, I think uh, if they get the right leader in there, I think that team can be good. Uh, the Dolphins, they hung in there with the Chiefs for a little bit. Chiefs uh, win again, 33-27. The Cardinals go to New Jersey and beat the Giants 26-27 to seven. They put up some points. Finally uh, played, played some good defense. Uh, the Buccaneers, they, they kind of hung in there. They just kind of toyed with the Vikings for a while. The, the Buccaneers win 26, 14, the Broncos beating the Panthers, 32 to 27. Your Derrick Henry led Titans 31 to 10 over the Jags. And I think uh, well, I will call it a surprising score, but I think you and I both know a lot of Raider fans they really thought they had a shot against the Colts, uh, even though it was only a couple scores. I thought the Colts looked way better than the Raiders in beating them forty-four to twenty-seven. The Raiders fall to seven and six, and I just I, I don't take the Raiders seriously. I just don't. I mean, what are your thoughts on the Raiders?
1: They're a work in progress, Still? like we like I told yeah, like I told you a few weeks ago. It's it's not this season, but they're they're looking they're they're going to be okay. Yeah, give, it in, give it another year or two. Uh but I'm happy for Philip Rivers.
0: I am too. I mean, they've had their ups and downs. I think it's a one or two year situation in in Indy, but uh they they played pretty well this year. I I I tell watch out for them in the playoffs. Watch out for them whether it be a a win or a couple wins. I think the Colts could uh could uh ruin some people's post seasons. I I, I don't know. Here's to hoping. That'll be fun. <laughs> well, the 49ers lose. Uh, the Chargers finally win a close game over the Falcons. Two teams that cannot win a game in the fourth quarter, the Falcons and Chargers. I don't know how uh, the Chargers pulled that off. Uh, two, two,
1: two powerhouse teams.
0: Power, two power, two. Would you say those are the two most underachieving teams in the league, the Falcons and the Chargers? Yeah. I can't right think of a... I can't think of another underachieving team. You could, eh, maybe the Eagles, maybe, you know, uh, the Raiders or whatever, but I mean, I think Chargers have some stuff. They'll get better play from their quarterback. And um, I hate to see Anthony Lynn go, but I don't think he's going to survive this season. I really don't. Um, Well, Sam, that kind of wraps up our NFL talk, our our topics. Is there anything else uh, you'd like to say? Did, Did you watch some UFC this week? I watched a little bit of boxing. I didn't really get a chance to watch UFC. I know the main event, didn't it end in a draw? Um, what 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 else did you dive into this weekend?
1: Uh, I actually watched a replay of Anthony Joshua claiming oh, really? victory. Yeah, oh, cool. I watched that today. Uh, I, he's a joke, man. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, oh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. You, so you you think Anthony Joshua, your your word is a, is a joke? Do do I think Tyson Fury will beat him? Yes, I do. But I don't know that he's a joke. I, I will say I, I will say I don't buy into the Joshua hype, like his promoters and everyone else is 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 putting out there. But he's still a decent. Fi- I mean, he's a, he's had one loss, and he and he let he let his guard down to Andy Ruiz a year ago, and he's huge. He he fights. Well. I mean, what what is your knock on Anthony Joshua?
1: He is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
0: Enough said. T-shirt. I I, I
1: I you know I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and dick okay. and have a conversation about him because he's. I just want him to meet Tyson Fury, and see who the better man is. Which Tyson Fury is the better man. I agree with that. If you're if you're not the greatest, I have no interest in you. Sorry.
0: And for those of you listening who are like. Hey, what are you guys talking about? Um, Anthony Joshua is a heavyweight boxer and has all of the heavyweight belts except the one. Tyson Fury has the other one. Both guys are from the um, United Kingdom, both British. Um, Anthony Joshua had a win on Saturday over uh, Krubret Polev, uh, knocked him out, um, looked pretty good. Anthony Joshua is just, I mean, you see him and you're like, man, that guy is huge and fit and everything. Um, We haven't had an undisputed heavyweight champion uh, in a long time. And I do know that this fight needs to get made. It's December now. I hope this fight is made at some time in the summer. Uh, I've already kind of joked and called it the battle for Britain. I think this will be an undisputed heavyweight world championship. I did find it interesting, Sam. I don't know if you watched the interview when they asked Anthony Joshua, Hey, who do you want to fight next? Are you like leading him into the question? Like, Hey, yeah, bring on Tyson Fury. He didn't say Tyson Fury and Tyson Fury called him out for it. He said, they all asked him and, and uh, Joshua did not say me. Well, I'll say it right now. I want to fight Joshua right now.
1: Yeah. Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury. It was like, literally his Twitter was going crazy at that point. He was just like, this, <laughs> he was like, this, I want the fight. I yeah.
0: want the fight. <laughs> let, let it not be misunderstood. Let's do this right now. And for those of you, you want to follow a boxer, follow Tyson Fury on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. He posts videos. He's hilarious. He's got that British accent. And I, I don't know, it comes across more funny than it probably is, but he's just hilarious. Like pe- little things, like people giving, giving him a hard time because he has Diet Coke with his meals. They're like, hey, you, aren't you in training? And he's like, what's the big deal with Diet Coke? There's no sugar. And you know, it's just it's just stuff like that. And you guys got to look up Tyson Fury. He's hilarious. He's a God fearing man. Uh, he loves to sing after his fights. He loves his wife. He he struggled with a um, uh, you know uh, an addiction and and different substance abuse. His story is incredible. And for him to fight Anthony Joshua, hopefully in the summer, I think it will be the biggest fight that we've seen in a very long time.
1: Yeah, I think. <laughs> You gotta watch it. Tyson Fury eating. He's yes. just eating a steak. He's eating steak, he's eating eggs, he's eating rice and he's having a diet coke. <laughs> he, was like,
0: he was like
1: <laughs> and by, by the end of it he was he was just, he was just like um, he was just like do you think do you think do you think boxing is evolving? He was just like, I think I think it's always evolving. Mankind is evolving. <laughs> Everything everything evolves, except the love of God, that can't evolve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. I love I love watching him. I think the first time we saw him was here at the House Sandwich, and when he uh, he knocked out <laughs> he knocked out Tom Schwartz, and uh, he started singing. He came out to the Rocky. It was his first time in Vegas. Uh, he's British, but he had the American flag shorts on. He sang. Um, he sang a, a song and then he said, God bless America. At the end, of, I mean, he's just hilarious. I hope he, I hope he uh, gets it. Well, he will. It's going to be the biggest fight ever against Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, hopefully in the summer. And we don't have to wait any time longer uh, to see that fight because it will be one for the ages.
1: Yeah. Nobody no heavyweight has the boxing technique of Tyson Fury.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's well we haven't said. Seen, we,
1: haven't, we haven't seen this since Mike Tyson, and he, Mike Tyson beat the shit out of him in his prime, but <laughs> but Tyson Fury has the best technique of any heavyweight boxer.
0: No doubt about it. Yeah, big dude. Uh, I don't think Joshua was a joke. Those are your words, but, but I do hear where you're coming from. I understand what you're saying. I can't wait to see it because uh, I'll tell you what, there'll, there'll be a few beers in, uh, in uh, Britain that night, <laughs> the, in in England, in the United Kingdom. They will throw back a few beers on that night because that will be one of the biggest sporting events that country has ever seen.
1: I might have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about travel restrictions. I'm, I'm there. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Let's go with like a 1776 uh, flag or something. Like, Hey, this is going to be your worst loss since 1776, Britain. (laughs) Oh man. Well, Sam, thanks for coming on. Always fun chatting with you. Uh, Sunday night. We did it again. I'm happy that we were able to fit it into your busy schedule and your, you know, your, your little cold sickness you got there. Hey, Take a swig of whiskey, stare at your Christmas tree, your little whiskey Christmas tree. I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, we'll keep this thing going. Hey, by next Sunday, Sam, guess what? We'll only be five days away from Christmas.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jesus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally. There you go. Come on. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Good tidings to all. So, uh,
1: no, I, I, one, one more quick sentiment. Go ahead. Um, if you don't know anything about Krampus for the holiday season, you should listen. You should watch that movie. Krampus that? 2015.
0: Krampus? What is that?
1: Don't worry about it. I, th- I already told Val about it. It's okay.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really... I'm scared about what you tell Val or not. Like, that's... It has it's, been
1: it's It's basically about the anti-Santa.
0: Oh, you would. you terrible. Yeah. You're so bad. You're so yeah. bad. You're well, it's no...
1: He's no worse than a fat guy coming down your chimney to give you presents. You leave cookies for him. Yeah. And you know what he does? He takes, if you don't, if you don't appreciate the Christmas spirit, he takes your soul.
0: Just a magical, uh, magical movie. Great season's greetings to all. Yeah. Sam is the easiest guy to shop for because you know, he's not going to buy you anything. So you're just like, he doesn't care about this stuff. So I'm just going to get him some coal or something. Although last night, you know what I did, Sam? I I came home after a six day work week was just, you know, okay. I'm so happy that tomorrow is football and doing nothing and had a few whiskeys. And I said, all right, I'm doing all the Christmas shopping right now. I had my list. I sat in front of a computer little intoxicated, and I started ordering everyone's Christmas gifts. and it's all done. It's all done, Sam, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. Not that you, you do little
1: You little keyboard warrior
0: you <laughs> <laughs> Keyboard warrior <laughs> that's what I am. there you go. Oh man, hey, I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thanks for making time out of your uh, busy Sundays to sit down with me so we can continue to get episodes out here on Mondays. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, whenever you want.
0: It's been fun. All right. right, we'll keep the Evan Williams flowing. Cheers, my brother, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Later. Well, Sam Hersama, always appreciate you coming on the program, but I've especially enjoyed our past couple of weeks where we've done the sports recap show on Mondays, recording on Sunday night been a blast, and I think it's a great way to have you on the program weekly, at least during the football season, but I'm sure there will be plenty to talk about, whether it be uh, fighting, combat sports, boxing, MMA, or some uh, basketball coming up here. Uh, In the uh, early, early months of 2021, there should be plenty to talk about and I hope you will continue to come on the podcast weekly on Mondays, so that it's not just me rambling away. People get enough out of me. I'm sure they like hearing you, at least your two cents as uh, we discuss many sports topics. Go over some game recaps here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Looking forward to chatting with you again next week, Sam. And yes the days of Christmas are being counted down it's almost time and I know you will love December 25th like you do every year um, but you know what December 26th is probably your happiest day of the year if I gotta say so myself thanks again Sam well guys that will wrap up today's episode thank you so much for joining us I thought it was a great way to start off the week uh, I'm watching right now as the Buffalo Bills seem to be in control over Pittsburgh Steelers from the Sunday night football game Uh, That was the only game we did not really get to to talk about, Uh, but we were recording while it was happening. So I think in general, that's going to be the case in moving forward. Sam and I will record while the Sunday night football game is going so that you guys can have an episode bright and early on Monday, whether you're getting up and hitting the gym or just uh, in the car on the way to work, whatever the case is. Uh, I like the fact that uh, the loyal listeners out there will have an episode episode bright and early as they start off their week, and I appreciate you starting it off with us on the Get Home Safe podcast. Guys, there's plenty of ways to listen to the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast, and our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We would love to hear from you, so be sure to send us an email. Contact us through social media, whatever's easiest for you. Uh, Just to send us maybe some content suggestions, uh, challenge us on the topic. I know Bill Barnes loves to hear from listeners. If you have questions for me or Bill Barnes, be sure to send those in. Uh, Any questions for me or Bill, try to get those in sometime early Tuesday morning. Uh, Monday night would be best. If you have a question or you want Sam's opinion on something, be sure to send those in Sunday afternoon. As Sam and I are trying to record uh, on Sunday evenings. So that will kind of give you a timetable for the podcast. Uh, I still have episodes coming out on Fridays where we will be putting out a recording of an interview with a guest. Much like we did the first few months of the podcast, we're going to continue to put out episodes uh, with recordings of a nice long-form interview with guests. And we'll try to keep those uh, guests uh, very random but also give you some variety because I think that's what a lot of people thrive on and really enjoy. So uh, more more guests coming on Fridays. If you'd like to be a guest on the Get Home Safe podcast, be sure to reach out to me through our email or social media, whatever's easiest for you. Uh, I'm a man of the people and uh, hope to hear from you just like you hear from us on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at the Get Home Safe podcast. It was a great way to start our week off with talking with Sam on my brother, regarding uh, some of the sports discussions that we've seen from over the weekend a lot of hot topics a lot of uh, random things that occurred over the weekend and there will be plenty more not only next weekend but also this week so keep your eyes and ears peeled send me some suggestions send me some things that interest you if you want to vent about your favorite sports team i get that too Uh, i am here to put out things that you guys find interesting so uh, if you do have something uh, you want to say something you want to be talked about be sure To send them my way so that I can get on the mic and ramble away, much like I do uh, every single week here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Happy Monday to everyone out there. It's going to be a great week, only 11 days until Christmas, guys. Get your shopping in, stay safe, stay sane out there. I know it's a crazy time, but guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.